from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. Oh, hey, what's up? It is time for the show. We are, of course, in the month of March 2023. And that, of course, means it's basketball season. And that also means, for nerds like us, it's March Madness season related to other things that have nothing to do with sports whatsoever, including the Utini book March Madness madness that we are happen, uh, having over on the social channels, and it has been a blast. Have, uh, have y'all been paying attention to the, the March Madness bracketology it happening madness. over there in the socials? It's this crazy. is madness! It's so, so cool. Nathan, you run that, don't you? No, uh, Amir, our marketing manager, runs it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's his idea. He ran with it. Uh, it's been crazy for us. Oh, it's so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to take some of the credit because I got to look over the the bracket before it went live to check it for legends accuracy. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so, it's good. So you're the reason every <laughs> matchup hurts so bad. <laughs> no, 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 that was it was all a mirror. I I basically said, what if we slip I Jedi in here, and also Young Jedi Knights, and then we were like, we talked about it a little bit. And then we didn't do that. So, um, <laughs> Probably a good call. <laughs> well, we could we could talk more about it. It's been fun though. Legends has struggled, Ugh, a little bit because I think I think there's some recency bias happening. Oh, yes. for sure. I think a lot of our community with Utini like are newer Star Wars book fans, and that's great. I, I appreciate that. Like Utini has helped people get into Star Wars books, and for the most part, they're going to start with canon. However. So far, the Thrawn trilogy, the original Thrawn trilogy, the one and only Thrawn trilogy. Um, the other ones are good, too. Uh, don't get me wrong. But there's only one Thrawn trilogy. Boy, we could do a whole episode about how do we talk about these. Uh, that one did well. It absolutely crushed its opponent. I don't remember what it was. May it rest in peace. F's in the chat for the Thrawn trilogy's opponent. <sighs> also, I think, Rick, we've got an image. Wraith Squadron pulled out a big upset. Yes. I was happy yeah. to see that. Yesterday over over oh. the princess and the scoundrel. So Ooh. that's very fun. Freddie, I know you're at least somewhat active on the Twitter sphere. Did oh, you yeah. see who retweeted uh, the, 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 the Race Squadron matchup? No, who did? I didn't see that. Did y'all see this? No. I can't remember, but I saw it. I just don't remember who it was. It was none other than... Cornhorns creator Michael A. Stackpole. No way. Uh, That's we got awesome. that. We got that sweet, sweet Stackpole retweet, which of course skyrocketed Race Squadron <laughs> to the victory, <laughs> nice. which is very fun. Today's matchup is Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> versus wah, wah, uh, Bloodline by Cla- by uh, mm. by Claudia Gray and uh, Bloodline shot ahead to an early lead and then Legends Twitter got its nasty, dirty, <laughs> grubby fingers on this matchup <laughs> and it just swatted it with a big slap of nostalgia. Do we have pitch, a, uh, and a, a score on that one yet? I'm not. I don't think that, so. I don't know that. It was like uh, 58-42 or something last I checked. It's getting close. Oh, no. Bloodlines is still close. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I'm excited to see uh, what will come of 
this contest. Congratulations to our uh, marketing team, uh, especially to Amir for the great work on that. And of course, if you are watching the show or listening, uh, and it is still the month of March, chances are we're still doing this contest because you know there's like two matchups a day. There are four places that you can vote. Um, Nathan, being our social media expert here, tell the good folks where those four places are while I try to figure out if my microphone is too loud. <laughs> yeah, you can vote on YouTube, community, Instagram, Twitter, or Discord. You can vote in all places for... too if you're really passionate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, there was there was one Legends matchup. I remember what it was? I think it was Wraith Squadron. As soon as I got that notification over there in Discord, I just pulled out to my computer, uh, the 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 iPad, the phone. I went ahead and um, got out uh, my Sony Walkman from like 1999, just just for good measure. I wanted to find all the devices that I could possibly find to try to vote for Wraith Squadron and. You know, I don't you know still if it was the have one of those? Um, credit or not, but it did, it did win. No, I actually would kill to have one. <laughs> okay, it's just, it just exaggerating as a as one does. But no more mm-hmm. exaggerating tonight because we have got one wonderful book to talk about, and everybody's very excited to talk about this one: Dawn of the Jedi into the Void. I, for one, am especially excited to talk about it. Boy, am I. And before we talk any more about it, Rick, let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books podcast for people who like to drink psychedelic drinks like Fruitopia, (laughs) where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined tonight by my legendary co-hosts the busiest man in the wild west mr freddy c <laughs> hello everyone uh first of all jared hold on bear with me you see all these stitches on this sweater here there's a lot of stitches uh, okay yeah but this stitch right here this stitch is a jedi oh my gosh okay that shout took out me a while. to what is colloquially known on uh <laughs> On Twitter, as the cursed line from the audiobook. And there really is one cursed line in this book that it's like when you hear it, there's a you few. Go, oh? Yeah. But, you get, but there's you get a, a good old 90s Tim Allen impression there. Mm. You know who does a great Tim Allen impression? The master of blue milk himself, Rick Grace. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that was okay. That was okay. Yeah, I actually didn't get the joke. I was I was sitting there trying to figure it out, like scratching my head, and I was felt really stupid. And then so yeah, thanks for that. Um, You're not stupid, Ray. It's Thank a, you. it's you got to dig you. deep for that one. You you have to have it's, been really fresh in your not head yep. in the uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Rick, Rick, what's this blue milk thing you're talking about behind the scenes? Dude, I want to save it. it I have it, no idea what it's this a, is. It's a good idea. Um, it's a good idea. I got something something brewing. Ooh, interesting. You know who you also has it? something oh. brewing, except for not anymore, because that baby was born months ago. <laughs> Emily Daybeck. How are you, Emily? <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> Segways are hard, guys. Uh, oh my How about goodness. transitions? Are they any easier? <laughs> Yeah, no, and I had something, and it just it just went out the window, just like the uh, air conditioning on Lannery's ship or whatever. 
I got so stuff good. to talk about. I'm excited. I thought this book was amazing. I can't wait to talk more about it. I'm glad. I'm glad you know who else may or may not think this book is amazing. And I don't know, because as soon as I found out they were reading the book, I said, all right, I need you to come on Legends Look Back and don't tell me anything else about your opinion. Save it for the show that is making their grand return to Legends Look Back, none other than Nathan Emery. How are you, Nathan? Hello, hello. Excited to be here. Um, the other question I had about this book is, why is there so much vomit? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of vomit. <laughs> there is. <laughs> it's true. There Speaking is. of vomit... I got a stomach bug while reading this book. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, yeah, it circulated through the house. It was one of those. It was so bad. I couldn't even watch YouTube. Oof. I was that sick. Mm. Like, curl into the fetal position mm. and Oof. just, like, talk about dying a lot. Oh. Um, I was not dying, but you would have thought I was. And so, um, here I am vomiting. And then I, like, finally feeling better, getting back out, walking the dog. And Lannery's like, vomit, 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 vomit. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. So therefore, I have still not finished my reread. But the rest of you have, so we're going to talk about it. And that is tonight, we are talking about Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. And in fact, you can win your very own copy of this exact book. Because turns out, I accidentally bought a duplicate. So somebody gets <laughs> to benefit from their very own Brand spanking new, and by that I mean 10 years old. Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void hardcover. If you would like to win your own copy of Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void by Tim Levin, you can comment right here live in the YouTube comments this very night, this eve on which we are recording this That's podcast. That's fine. We'll just leave well, there for a second. Oh, there he goes. We'll never, we'll never find out. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, did I buffer? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the new software. It's the, the Matrix software. If you want to win the copy of the book, you want to win a copy of the book, comment in the comments below. There right? That's how you win? Rick, sure. is that the details for the that's, contest? That's the details. You have to comment in the comment below on the, the YouTube easy. stream. There's yeah, no special Listen, keyword. you need to call up to YouTube, have them come down here and record this, and that's how we know that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to call a press uh. conference. <laughs> well... Uh. It's one way to get the book is to comment live here on the show. Another way to get the book is place your pre-order over on utini.com. Go to the uh, release schedule page, and you will find that in the very short list of upcoming Star Wars releases, Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void is being re-released very soon as part of the Essential Legends Collection with artwork mm. by none other than Steph Littlebird. Look at this cute little. You know, okay. Look, look at this thing. Okay, this scene great. reminds me of the scene of uh, what is that? A Christmas story, where <laughs> they lick the pole. <laughs> Why is <laughs> this thing? I was going to no. say Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> what? No. Okay, you, you, you should know, have said that. There's things I can't And now I'm never going to unsee that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really <laughs> like this coverage, but you ruined it. <laughs> She's about to lick that thing for sure, man. Okay. <laughs> Put that on the t-shirt. All right. I, uh, Freddie, I back. kid you not, I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was right on the tip of my, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sword licking tongue. All right. So, all right. But hey, on a serious level, what do y'all think about this cover? This is a drastic departure from the style of the other uh, ELC covers. I like it. It's, I it, love it so much. It fits there. Why do you guys love it? Emily, why do you love it? 
Well, you were saying something and I cut you off, so please finish your no, thought. No, that's okay. I, I, I think it's uh, it's reminiscent of an old kind of, uh, what would you call it? Like old art, old school art, old art. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's not so new like what we see in the X-Wing series, but something that's more classic, which is this book, right? It's an older generation of, of uh, Jedi, which uh, my old roommate back in the day used to think it was jihadi at first oh oh yes okay interesting uh <laughs> he's like so this jihadi one, council and i was like no 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 mm. <laughs> let's examine that for a minute <laughs> you keep using that word i do not think it means what you think it means i think you mean <laughs> jedi <laughs> yes uh, nathan what were you about to say about this cover uh, to me this looks like every intro cutscene from a zelda game i dig it Ooh, that's nice. i can see that yeah I can see that for sure. At first glance for me personally, this one uh, didn't do it for me. But it has grown on me. I I do appreciate that it's stylized. I like that it's different. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that the ELC covers... I'm grateful to see a a broad range of artistic style going on here. It needs to happen. um, It needs to happen. It would be boring if it was the same. True. Yeah, sure. it would. And this is like, I, I think I like the style to be different for this book because this book is so different from all the others. It's old school, like legendary, like almost like a myth. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reads a bit like a myth yeah. sometimes. So like yeah. to have that um, a different cover, I, I think it's it's perfect for this book, for the content. And it's, it actually depicts what's in the book, which you don't always get. So I, I find it delightful. Wow. It's mythical looking there. Comment from Sloth. Yes, yes, mythical. Good to know. Good to know that that Mike Wazowski's me. Whenever we turn that comment on, I just disappear. Covers me <laughs> up. Oh, it does. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> I'll swap with you, Rick. You can... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Rick, about the good folks here in the in the YouTube chat. They're always watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that I, I do like like this co- the the color of this cover uh, the contrast is really cool it reminds me of a deck of cards you know like mm. that's what yeah, I think yeah. of is the the what's that profile uh, so yeah anyway it's good good stuff oh oh I have a good oh, I, I have a good one, I have a good one. Um, there are like depths a Joker? there are oh, oh there gosh, are depths a okay. yeah. Uh, Uh, Emily, tell the good folks the data about this book. Who wrote it? Where did it come from? And, uh, you know, the the ancillary periphery. Absolutely. But how can she tell you the data when she's a mama? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right, moving on. on. Act cool in front of our friend. We've got company tonight. <laughs> we gotta keep it together, man. Uh. All right. So, uh, Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void is written by Tim Lebin and published in 2013, so right before the acquisition. It is part of a crossover storytelling initiative between Del Rey Books and Dark Horse Comics. So, Dark Horse published 16 comics from legendary comics team John Ostrander and Jan Dersima, published from 2012 to 14. Four Storm, The Prisoner of Bo- Bogan or Bogan? I think it's Bogan, but. Bogan. Prisoner of Bogan. Maybe Bogan. Force War. The entirety of the comics run is slated to be published in the Tales of the Jedi omnibus releasing later this year. 
The hardcover of Into the Void contained a comic preview. And on the paperback version, it contained a story titled Eruption, written by John Ostrander. Uh, The reason we're covering it now is that Into the Void is to be re-released as part of the Essential Legends collection this May from Random House Worlds, which is formerly Del Rey, with cover art by Steph Littlebird. And uh, issue zero of the comic is essentially a visual handbook breaking down the new characters and settings of this era, which I would love to read that, quite frankly. I need some visuals for this crazy, brave new world. Talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit more uh, later on in the show. I've got it right here with me, and I could not, for the life of me, figure out, slash I didn't have time, to, to upload images of the artwork from that handbook. But without that, I I already did not love this book, sorry. Uh, but without that, I would have liked it a whole lot less <laughs> than I already <laughs> didn't like it. <laughs> it's really cool. The handbook is great. Love it. 10 out of 10. Uh, stamp of approval. Emily, I forgot until you said that a second ago that the the hardcover has the comic inside it, uh, tucked away. A Ooh. Preview. Look at this tiger Jedi. Oh, yeah. How a cool is he? tiger Jedi? Is that a Cathar? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he is the prisoner of Bogan, or mm. Bogan, if you're fancy like Freddy. Um, <laughs> Bogan. <laughs> when is that bad podcast starting? <laughs> fancy like Freddy? <laughs> this guy's name is like Mad Dog. <laughs> But he's Mad a cat. Dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure his name is Mad Dog, or Mad M- Dog. Uh, anyway, I I don't think I've finished. <laughs> I don't think I've finished. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? What did I say? Did uh, I do that thing again? No, it just it, it's a funny it's a funny. I don't know. It just it's it's a funny. It was the it's a funny. Pronunciations on the show just like they never fail uh, to disappoint. I don't think personally that I finished reading the comic series because it's just a little bit stilted. It's it's very it's very often left field, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Mm. But uh, the comic, many people are saying this that the comic is better than the book. Really? So Interesting. I'm gonna have to have to check that out. Yeah, I don't think Very I've read Nathan. a single Legends comic that hasn't been left field. So <laughs> I know what the normal Legends comics are because I've yet to discover them. Clones. That's an excellent point, Rick. Slimy ones. <laughs> yeah. I was recently, speaking of Legends comics, I was recently looking through the um, the original Thrawn trilogy adaptation. Sabioth's beard in the comic is dope. Yeah. It is like... Six feet long. Man. <laughs> the, the, problem with, the problem with the beard being that long is it covers his magnificent abs, mm. unfortunately. Yeah, it's problematic. <laughs> what we got here, Rick? Uh, Isgul said, issue zero really helped me out understanding the world of the book. That sounds yeah. like uh, what you're saying, Jared. And so I'm going to check that out yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I started checking it out after reading it. And I feel like the book was missing some exposition. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one to like jump into cold if you're not mm-hmm. familiar yeah. with this. It's true. That's very true. And I found that a lot of people do. This is a lot of people's starting point because they say, all right, I'm going to get a legend. So I'm going to read it chronologically. Yeah. Oh, Starting yeah. with the book that is the least like anything else in the history of Star Wars ever. <laughs> and including our own buddy Adam from uh, the Utini High Council. Um, or just the council. I don't guess they're that high. Uh, depends on <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the high council is a secret one. Oh, man. I am the president. Hey guys, somebody help me up out of this Look, hole, there please. There go the rails. Please help me out. All right. So, uh, 
Anyway, We're not great at staying uh, on track, Nathan. I apologize. <laughs> one of the Utini VPs started with started yeah. with Dawn of the Jedi into the Void, so it did the job there. Uh, mm. But the issue zero, it really is cool, and we'll talk more about it here in a little bit. Before we go any further, let's get into <laughs> what this book is. So, without further ado, if you have not yet read Dawn of the Jedi into the Void, um, make sure that you... Uh, go and read it, or uh, listen to the audiobook, which is uh, narrated by January Lavoie, which is uh, fantastic, very well done. Um, and then you can check out check back out the rest of the episode later. So here we go. Jedi Ranger Lannery Brock is tasked with a mission to find and stop her brother Dalian from digging up an ancient hypergate that will allow him to leave the system, or possibly if he messes it up, send Tython into a black hole. The problem, Lannery thought that she saw her brother die ages ago. What do you mean, stop my brother? He's dead. Just, he's not. But he doesn't have spider legs either. He he is kind of a massive pain in the butt, however. So, um, joining Lannery on this quest is a punk Twi'lek with an extra brain tail. Gross! After numerous <laughs> chapters of flashbacks to Lannery kicking ancient Jedi butt and her brother being a gigantic whiny pain in said butt devoid of force-using capabilities and a long and arduous Carmen Sandiego... Car- <laughs> Come on! That can't even get through all the laughter. After a long and arduous... Carmen Sandiego rigmarole reminiscent of a video game side quest. Mm. Lannery and Dalian have an epic showdown at the site of the activating hyperspace, and I do love me a good sword fight. So that was cool. Uh, Plus there's stargazers, bug-eating, swords. I said the swords. You heard the part about the swords. Gross! A lot of vomiting. (laughs) A lot of vomiting. (laughs) Uh, And floating Jedi pyramids. Called Tho Yor. There's actually an error at one point in the book where they call him, where they call them Yo Thor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What's up, Yo Thor?" Hey. Anyway, yeah. There is, there is one uh, one error there in the audiobook. Yeah. So um, that one made me giggle a little bit. <laughs> nice. Nathan, as our esteemed guest, would you start us off? Rank the book on a scale from. Uh, it's fair or mediocre. I don't remember which one of those is worse. Up to masterpiece. <laughs> Oof. I'm going fair, just below good. I enjoyed it, but it, it's definitely in the fair range for me. Oh, high five! Ready? I agree. <laughs> I don't know which direction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best internet high five in the history of the internet. Freddie, uh, you and I did not see eye to eye no. on this book, however. No. I think you're going to give it a little higher than Nathan and yes, me. Yes, yes. Bo- both of us, both of us in that uh, that mid to low tier. Uh, so this book, I-, I think the thing about it is, is I've read it before. Don't remember it. That's that's the thing, right? I don't really remember it. But this time around, I listened to it twice because we had so many weeks to listen to it. Uh, and I took Emily's advice and went 2.5 speed on this one. Uh, oh got through gosh, it. Dude. That, got through I, that it. is not my advice, first and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> Get that away from me. Not my fault. <laughs> so I read it twice, uh, or listened to it twice. <laughs> okay. Uh, I caught a lot. I mean, I was like, oh, I didn't even hear that the first time. <laughs> and then I words. read, I, at, per Jared's uh, advice, I read Issue Zero, which... 
painted the picture very vividly for me of mm. of the world that we just read. And that's the thing about this book, though. Oh, my goodness. It will come out of left field. If you've never read anything Star Wars, you might be okay with it. But if you're a Star Wars fan, then you get into this one. You have to remember... You have to remember how far back this is in terms of history and the technologies that you know and the things that you know just don't really exist. Uh, and there's a lot of conspiracy. There's a lot of conspiracy going on. Uncover some um, uh, some bureaucratic conspiracy, some uh, uh, Jed- Jedi conspiracy, uh, conspiracy about where they live, how they all got there. Uh, it, it's a very, to me, I feel like the book just did not do justice to the story. Uh, when you dig into the comics, you will come back to the book and you appreciate the book, but I feel like, oh my goodness, we missed out on a lot of info here. So it's not a masterpiece because yeah. that's, I mean, we're talking Thrawn, we're talking Trusa Bakura. <laughs> uh, we're not talking uh, under that, right? Because I feel like there's a, under that, there's a lot of special books there, but this is right. What is it? Good? This is good. I think it's good. Now the Freddie, I was reading this and I I thought about you a lot. The, I was like, Freddie's gonna dig this. Oh yeah, I just know. <laughs> what about it? Did you think he was gonna like? There's so many martial things. arts. Yes. Oh yeah, so yeah. The martial That's arts. They go to this. They've got a whole martial arts school built on top of a waterfall. Yeah, that was pretty legit. That's how he was. And I was like, yeah. okay, no, here's the part. When she was like, I gotta go on my spaceship on an adventure, but first I'm gonna lift some weights. <laughs> That's when I thought about. <laughs> That's when I thought she was like, yeah. I don't really like to hang out with people, so I took out the extra bunk and I put it in a weight rack. I was like, "Yeah, Freddie's Freddie's gonna dig that for sure." <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. I was I was working out too while I was listening to the book, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, Lattery." <laughs> it's also, I am it's also, also like, a Jedi, I guess. <laughs> it's like a little word. bit more uh, hard sci-fi. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, and you like that stuff. Uh, yeah, I like I like sci-fi. I like I like hard sci-fi. Uh, it, it's weird. It, here's the thing. It's weird to read it in Star Wars for me. I feel like it's weird to read it. When I'm reading this this book, I don't feel like I'm reading Star Wars, which is weird, but it almost relates it enough to Star Wars where I can still gather where it's coming from. But it, it, it it's it's a hard book to digest. You definitely need to get into the comics and read issue zero before you start dumping in if you want to get some, some background because it, it works. Mm. Great comment here in the chat from Diligent Sloth, um, who said, these are some primordial Star Wars yes. stories. What a great word, primordial. Yeah, that's a good Wow. Forgot that word was a word. <laughs> but I want it soup. is again. <laughs> primordial soup. Um, yeah, I, I almost feel like this book is if somebody watched Star Wars inebriated or like uh, half asleep. 30 years ago. Yeah. And then was told to try to write down the plot of Star Wars. Uh, this Jedi started <laughs> licking her sword and <laughs> But like the moons, the like dark side and light side, they use the the terms from George Lucas's, you know, earlier drafts of the script, uh, Ashla and Bogan. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. And so it is it's kind of like based off of that side of Star Wars. You know, the side of Star Wars that really wasn't that great of an idea, and so George ditched it. <laughs> All right, Rick, you are up. What is uh, your review of Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void? Um, 
I think I'll rate it a strong good, maybe great. If we had a great, we don't have a great on our scale. Um, so definitely heavy, heavy good. Maybe even incredible, I guess, but, you know, it's up there. I, had, I do have some issues. Um, for one, there's 19 chapters, and that's just annoying. You couldn't just make 20. That That's <laughs> going to bug me. That's um, your complaint. Your biggest complaint. No, that's just... <laughs> it's an odd number of chapters. It, it does. It is quite irksome. Um and then uh, the whole uh, who who is oh, the brother? What was his name? Dale. Dalian. Dalian. That's what it was. I was I was like I remember when we first started reading this book, and we get to this guy's name is Dalian, as in alien plus D. <laughs> da alien. Da alien. And I was like, this is. Not a great start. Um, okay. And I, I looked it up, and the guy's British, and so like that doesn't sound as redneck in real life as it does in my brain. Um, but that kind of threw me for a lube. The alien and their adventures. Um, so I think Nathan gets a shout out for staying so chill as we're all just dying. No. We've we've all unwound. Oh man, Nathan is stone cold. <laughs> stone yeah. cold daily. Yeah, we, we definitely exactly. have the giggles tonight. Oh, oh um, and then uh, I didn't know anything about this book going in, and so I expected it to be way more before there was any kind of like Jedi established. I kind mm-hmm. of expected it to be that um, this girl on the cover. Um, Lannery, that's her name, but <laughs> I expected her to just be like randomly discovers that she can use the force. Mm. And and so I kind of cool. came up with my own. Right. Really it would have cool. been really cool. And like she's the first force user and everyone's like, you know, burn the witch or something. Oh yeah. Um, I could see that. But it that's not what it was. And I'm glad because it was a really good story. And I liked uh I liked the journey. I liked <laughs> the world building, the whole dome cities and all that with the gas planets or whatever. Um there's good? a lot of lore. <laughs> the chat. There's a lot of world building. There is. Oh yeah. Yeah. A ton. A ton. We're gonna talk more about that in a second. Emily, <laughs> your review. <laughs> Delanery. That would be a great name. That's a good oh. one. Thank you. All right, Emily, your review. Yes. You, are you more Team Freddy or uh, more with me and me and Nathan on this? I thought it you was know. good. I don't know what you didn't like about it. There was a lot of violence, which is you know you usually like it. I guess because there weren't like a bunch of starships, you didn't like it quite so much. More violence. I thought the plot the, the, moved. The starships was the great part. The peacemakers, those are cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was cool. All right, and the, to be fair, like most of the problems that I have with the book, I, when you think about it, it makes sense. Like throwing mm. a gem on her ship is like kind of a weird thing to just add because it doesn't really come into play later but it does establish that she is really physically like physically fit which is daily and that's really important to him as well <laughs> and then um i don't know like it also like they have like gyms at the international space station so like there is like a realm of like okay so that could be necessary to maintain like yeah. fitness in space because she does spend a lot of her time on her ship in space um so anyway I, I thought about that. I was like, I laughed at that part because I thought that is the got most a, ridiculous got a picture thing. Here. Uh, Look at that peacemaker. Yeah. That's cool. That's so cool. Spending too much time fitting this sword in my mouth. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I definitely anyway. did. So I thought it was good. I thought it was like a solid good. I lean with Rick like it's on the better side of good. Yeah. Um, there are some mm. obvious 
concerns uh, with the book, but I don't think that that really like the concerns, like the weird parts didn't detract from the overall impression I got from the book, nor did it want me to make me stop reading it. Mm -hmm. I think that like, so I kind of got Splinter the Mind's Eye vibes with this one. It kind of felt the same to me where it took like a lot of really big risks and just went out there. Um, But I thought it was better than Splinter. So I think it's a good, I think it earns a good title or a good rating. Got a great comment here. Speaking of Splinter of the Mind's Eye from Izgul in the chat, they say, this is my third Star Wars book. I read A New Hope, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, <laughs> oh. then this one. Oh my one. gosh. So, so far, this was the best you, book, which among those yeah. three, I think you're right. It only it gets is, better. Yeah, it's fine. Keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say one more thing. Uh, that's actually, I think, my biggest criticism. I was, I had plenty of time, but I was rushing to finish up the book, and um, okay, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have. Have y'all ever experienced like watching a film on like an actual film projector that has like a, a spool? Mm-hmm. Okay, you yeah. Ever done that yeah. before? Um, <laughs> so unlike a VCR or a DVD, when it runs out, you know, VCR will will click. You know, yeah. But the the film it runs out of frames and it just goes white. There's nothing left, right? Um, it kind of like just keeps going. Like the projection keeps going even though there's no film. That's how I felt the book ended. Like yeah. the, the climax hit and then the re- resolving action like just kept going and the book was over. I see a lot and happens I, I in the comics too. That's like, I feel uh, like we're all, there's a lot going on over there. And, and that is really, more. it's a comics tie-in. It's like not a standalone novel really. I wish there's I had known that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Because I totally yeah. got that it's best I impression, right? It's best I understand there was supposed to be more slated to come. Mm-hmm. So this was basically, if you think about it in High Republic terms, just phase one. Um, and so there should have been so much more, like this is the start of a new era. Yeah. They're just barely beginning to scratch the surface. And so in this book, she goes and trains, she and her brother go train at all the temples. And so it's like an introduction to... I, I just texted my wife to come up and get this cat out of here. I swear, she's driving me insane. We're we're having our own like Lannery and Daily and battle down here. She's biting me because I'm in her chair, and this she's like, "Quit podcasting, quit biting me." She's, For our audio need it. Uh, Jared's cat has graced her with her very powerful presence and has been <laughs> trying to weave her way in between him and the chair. She just crawled up on my shoulders like I was thrown, and she was my Salamari. <laughs> um, so shout out to the cat. Anyway, there was supposed to be more, and then Disney um, flushed yeah. Dawn of the Jedi down the toilet, and by that I mean into an essential Legends collection near Into the you. Void. So let's talk about the characters. <laughs> hey! That's right. <laughs> oh, Ooh, let's talk about a... the characters. Lannery Brock, first and foremost, Lannery Brock. Here's my big question. Is she a likable character? Yes, or is she too prickly? You know that's uh, too prickly. Emily, that, em, Emily, as as our uh, as our resident lady on the show, what is your? Uh, <laughs> don't let me, you know, poo poo on on Lannery too much here. What's your What's your thought on? I thought she was too wimpy, Lannery. personally. Where I thought like she is definitely likable. I mean, like she's on her own. She's that ranger type character, and she's clearly very strong like she is prickly sure but like i got way i got real sick of her not killing dale personally i was like you could you should have made this choice so many choices ago i don't know why you keep thinking you can save him when i've read at least six times already that you can't save him and you know that you can't save him so like what are you doing so 
this is kind of that story, right? It's like this whole, and this is what I was talking about, why I feel like this book is so great. It, it just drags you into this. It, you, you want her to, you want the alien to basically get saved, right? Uh, That's true. Y- you sort of want him to turn around and become, or, or or something, right? Like a Sith or something. You you want him to be something, but then she kills him and, and, and that's the end of the story and that's the end of his life. And then we go on to find out that he's just being manipulated and it's like, oh, she just, she just killed her brother because other people higher in the bureaucracy and ar- aristocracy or whatever, uh, were manipulating this whole situation to happen. Mm. So now it turns like, you know, what could have happened? Maybe Lannery, because at this point we have to all remember that the jet, the Jedi, or I don't know how many, where that thing is at, the uh, accent mark in there, somewhere. But not jihadi though. <laughs> not jihadi. That's a, <laughs> no. That's uh, totally different. Yes. Uh, but you know, there, there's no real line of what's dark and what. I mean, we've got a Sith on the on the Jedi Council, right? Yeah. And and who knows, like what would have happened? She could have turned uh, more like a chaotic good and and found out how to activate this thing and destroyed those people that made him uh you know basically get killed (laughs) but and that's kind of the drama between it and that's why i love it so much is like you go on this trip with her and you're like oh come on and then out of nowhere he's just done he's gone and that's it it was so easy it took like seconds almost for Mm -hmm. for her to get rid of him and it was so underwhelming but the, the thing behind it is is that conspiracy right to to use this person and to use use him for their means and for them to just use it get out of there and that's it they're gone right so that's a great point freddie yeah it's thought provoking mm-hmm. you're seeing it from a, a different angle 2.5 speed double time maybe, maybe i should finish <laughs> maybe i should finish my reread and i'll appreciate it more <laughs> i don't know i felt like it felt flat it seemed like anticlimactic and then she just like didn't seem to care too much. Like all the the character arcs that had been kind of building just fell flat for yeah. me. I also didn't particularly care for either of these characters. So like I wasn't very <laughs> invested in Dale's <laughs> redemption or anything like that. Um I found I found Dalian more interesting. Lannery, I think my biggest criticism is um for whatever reason, I don't find her that likable of a character. Maybe if she had one of those uh, save the cat scenes, that would have done it for me. Like, oh, she's got a good heart. Instead, she's kind of like, yeah, I don't. I just kind of like to ride around on my ship and lift weights and uh, do missions. And there, there was an essential heart that was lacking in terms of uh, Lannery really connecting. However, mm-hmm. I will be the first to admit that it was great to see a female Jedi leading their own book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, it, you know, in Legends, this, besides Knight Errant, I can't think of another, I, I suppose Mara Jade era and uh, Jaina Solo to a certain extent. Do the, um, but even then, they're yeah, not Jaina's independent. Never. They're known from their, for their counterpart, right? Where, where Lannery is completely, came out of nowhere for all of us. New character, not brought right. up by anybody. Whereas Janus, yeah. you know, she's a solo, of course. And then, of course, uh, we've got Luke's association with Mara Jade. Right. Uh, right. But completely on their own. She never. No background. Yeah. 
this is this is different. And it's also 2013, so I feel like Lucas film was probably trending towards where you know we're at now with Disney. I think it's a good change. It has yeah, more to inclusive, I mean, more inclusive, yeah. better representation. And this was oh, yeah. already leading that charge. I agree. We have a, a great super chat here from uh, Austin Bovington. Shout out to Austin for that. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, thanks for the support. He says uh, one dollar for each host, straight into Corey Hilton's back pocket. So I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> no, we we were just we were just having a behind the scenes chat earlier this week mm-hmm. about like uh, getting some new equipment, and some new gear, and so thank you to uh, everybody who helps make that happen because. Uh, Tonight, I literally have my phone duct taped to a stick <laughs> so that I can have a Wait, camera really? because my wife, yeah, my wife ran off with the uh, with the tripod because it's hers, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's working, she's doing a mural, and so she has set up the, the whole gear and didn't bring it home, and I was like, dang it, Bobby, I mean, my wife, <laughs> anyway, so, all right, Landry Brock, we talked about her, um, <clears throat> And it is great to see a you know a lady Jedi leading uh, her own book, and she's independent and fierce, and uh, does alchemy, which I'm not totally sure I Ooh. understood. That was interesting. That was real weird. Yeah, alchemy of the flesh. Mm. That was real it, weird. <laughs> I wonder so what they the were basic, building to. <laughs> the basic mm. idea is all the Jedi get to specialize in something, like they get a like a major, like in college, mm. right? And so sure. her specialization is alchemy that's about as far as i got with that her her mom was what was her mom it was like art and prose and her dad was i forget the maybe science of some sort i don't know that part was yeah but it's interesting somebody needs to flush rick out of this show (laughs) dad jokes that's for sure i know i'm sorry yeah, so the alchemy was an interesting turn. So I feel like the alchemy served a couple purposes. It is like a morally dubious specialization, yeah. right? So there's mm-hmm. it hovers closest to the dark side of all the specialties. So I think that she it kind of put her in doubt. You don't know what she's going to do at the end because she has been diving so hard into this like dark art. Um so in that regard, I thought it worked pretty well. We're added kind of like some grit to her character, and it did insert some doubt into my mind as the reader as to what she was going to do. Like it felt like the stakes were really high because I really didn't know what mm-hmm. she was going to choose at many given points in time. Um, my main concern is uh, when she has created this blob of her flesh that she uses to plug the <laughs> hole in her own yeah. body. Yeah. Why does it have an eye? Speaking of vomit. <laughs> I don't I don't yeah. know. Yeah. This is the sci-fi part, right? It's like That was strange. so weird, guys. It was so weird. There are parts weird. of this book that just I feel like they're there to to get, keep the movie or the movie <laughs> the story going along, right? Just like this ball of flesh, which is very <laughs> very interesting cuz she was probably going to die if it wasn't for this uh eyeball of rolling flesh <laughs> my thought there like a... getting very medical is a teratoma which is a tumor that has like hair or teeth that can grow <laughs> on your body Whoa. that was uh that was where my mind was 
Interesting. <laughs> nope. nope, don't like it. No, nah, I don't like it but one bit. On the alchemy piece, though, my thought, I'm, I'm very interested in like what could have happened in these 20,000 years before we get any more media. And I'm wondering if somehow this is like connected to Plagueis and immortality and like See, this manipulation kind of leads there somehow. Oh, and, and that's what, that. when Jared, when Jared mentioned, you know, the, the ending of this or, you know, when this was published, which was the very end of Lucas publishing uh, into Disney publishing, trying to figure out what would have come after this, right? Because now we've got this, this story of this. And it might be the author saying, oh, I'm going to throw them a, a bone. And then, you know, the next author, whoever writes the story, mm-hmm. has an idea of what to do with it. or and, and it leads up to Plagueis. I could totally see the story group saying, work some, like, flesh in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, make it. One one requirement, make it fleshy. Yeah, it's it's really weird though. Um, <laughs> so so it's it's got some interesting ideas. Uh, some of them land better than others. We've got a great comment from Sloth here in the chat. It says, um, it says I think uh, nope, not that one. Um, Dawn of the Jedi walked so that Light of the Jedi can run, and so I do. You can see the development. <laughs> nice. yeah, uh, sure. right, what's yeah. that? What's that other comment there, Rick? What was the next one you were trying to show off? Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I think it showed that the Jedi were were more willing to use the dark side as long as they were balanced. That was the whole thing, right? Jedi mm-hmm. Jedi are they straddle the line. Yeah, and they're Dan the balance. Powell's experiments on Tresana like caught me off guard a little bit because I was like, this yeah. doesn't sound like something a Jedi would do, and that's when it started to click for me that this is like a very different idea of the Force <laughs> than the Jedi were used to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nate, did it? Didn't? Didn't they say that Triana or I don't know, I don't know who it was was basically like a Jedi slave? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty Jedi much it. Slave. and like the experiments Je- went too far and yeah, there's this whole gray area. Nope, missed that. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of gray stuff. Oh, hey, Freddie, remind me after the episode, I was sleepless when I was sick a couple weeks ago, and I wrote an entire outline for a show about gray Jedi. <laughs> yeah, people Ooh. talking so. You people are gonna hate it for sure. <laughs> it's a very divisive, very divisive topic. Nathan's already Nathan, you're shaking, shaking your their head. Shaking your head. What's what's your thoughts on Grey Jedi? Uh, I'm glad I'm not on for that one. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, so we're talking about uh, this brother sister combo. We talked about Lannery. Let's talk about Dalian. And I've got a big objection here. Okay, perhaps it's it's more of a, a head scratcher. Um, for a saga where romantic attachments and <clears throat> all that accompanies them is a no-no, there's really a lot of stories in Star Wars about sibling rivalries. Oh yeah, there? yeah. It seems like like the, the vast majority of Star Wars stories revolve around uh, a romantic pairing. That's why I think this is Shakespearean. Got- I mean. You- Right? Go ahead, Jared. Yeah. Keep going. Well, I was going to say, you got Luke and Leia, um, Jason and Jaina, and here, you know, uh, Dalian and Lannery. I feel like I'm missing a big one. Oh, well. Did you say Luke and Leia? Oh, um, yeah. It, it, no, you how, said... about, how about the ones in the, the in Visions? Oh. <laughs> that counts, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 That, that's a good point. It, it, it's interesting. And I said it, it, I said this in, in Slack when we were talking to each other about the book and trying to figure out, you know, thoughts and whatnot. But it, it's very, it's kind of a Shakespearean t- 
twist, right, of, of siblings, one who just really wants her brother to be a better person and hopes the best for him. And the other one who is, as Lannery's dad said, just on his own, right, on his, on his, what was it, on his way? He's trying to find his way, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Obsessed with with this thing that, first of all, I, I wonder how he even got a whiff of it. Uh, I guess, is it is it a known thing that they're not from Tython? Or is that like a hidden fact? I couldn't remember that. The parents? I think no. it's kind of implied that like humans in general aren't, they don't belong there. Yeah. Okay. They talked about the ancient city and how they knew that that was the first settlers kind of. So I think they knew that they didn't originate there. Yeah. Um, okay. So so that's the interesting part because I feel like it's too bad we didn't get to see what was coming after this uh, or what the whole vision was. I, I wonder if there's a, a leak there out there somewhere of what the plan was. But seeing seeing him go for the knowledge part, right, deeper and deeper, almost seems very Sith to me, just seeking knowledge, continuously just mm-hmm. getting consumed with it, right? And, it, you know, the, it ended, I remember reading it and I was like, well, it didn't really end the way I thought. I thought he was going to go <laughs> the opposite way and just become, you know, the opposite thing that people were like, oh, <laughs> those are weird. We don't like that. We're going to be Jedi now. We're going to take that apostrophe out for some reason. <laughs> Uh, oh, and that Sith on the council, she really likes what's going on over here with <laughs> with the alien. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird. It, I feel like it's incomplete. But but with that, check out the comics. Definitely a story there. Sure, it makes sense. Uh, I feel like a lot of people like it. <laughs> the Jedi. Now, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure that I really loved Alien. However, there was one page. It made me kind of root for him, and I made a note of it on the audiobook, and it's right there, my phone. So I can't grab it, um, but you know, maybe in the Discord, I'll, I'll find the clip and I'll play it. Uh, he basically says, "You've all had all these expectations for me. Um, yeah, I, sure, I'm not like that great of a Force user. Um, I can't use the Force real good, like all of y'all." Um, you know, Delanery, she's just really exceeds, excels at her force powers, but isn't that nice. And, he, you know, growing up with a sister yeah. like that, I don't really blame him for doing some dark stuff either. Um, he, he basically says, you've got all these expectations and the Jedi, yeah, they're manipulating you, they're controlling you. Um, there's all these expectations and, and, and their rules and, um, you're you're not even yourself when you use the force. You're this mindless being, and I don't want that. That's not the path that I want to have for myself. And I was kind of like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he had some excellent points. Well, that was the part that I think. I mean, everyone should realize like the force was being stuffed down his throat. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just right. a matter of time. Or oh, he's not very strong with it. It it, it was just he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> let me just let me just go and leave me alone and he couldn't do that he couldn't because that that wasn't part of the plan to me it was a little bit of i guess kind of an anakin situation where it was like an inflection point and if they had just encouraged him at that point instead of being like this is what you need to do you need to come back to the force like we're worried about you then maybe it wouldn't have been so bad but that was really what drove him away and drove him to like become ultimately 
this kind of one-minded villain. I kind of wonder if Dalian is even, if it's even fair to cla- categorize him as a villain. Had a great point earlier in the chat from somebody who called him an antagonist, which mm-hmm. I think is true. He's an antagonist, though. Would you call him a villain? I'm not sure that I would. He was played. Yeah, Freddy's Freddy's like the devil made me do it sort of thing over here. <laughs> he was played by the end. I feel like he didn't really care about life or really anything else other than just getting this thing working. He was a madman. Yeah, sure. But for a while, I think he was just misunderstood. Yeah, and I I never got what was so bad. I mean, I get that like if their experiment failed, it would have like blown up a whole planet. But like, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> but like, I never got like why this idea of wanting to travel and open up a new method of of faster transportation was bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like why why were the, the authorities not experimenting or, or researching a way to do this safely? Um, Conspiracy. I know, right? Yeah, so, it definitely felt like we did not have the all the information. Like, yeah, and, and that's why a lot of fans, at least one of their big gripes is like, why couldn't Legends have... And I'm sympathetic. I'm partial to this view, though I don't agree 100%. They say, like, the Legends canon split, sure, that makes sense, but what if the stories that were already in development were finished properly first, mm-hmm. given a proper conclusion? So Dawn of the Jedi, they started it, <laughs> exactly that's the point like it's yeah. like hey we started the story but we're never gonna see the end of it you thought i froze there didn't you okay so uh read the comic series speaking yep. of which that handbook mm, that handbook really does make some things make sense and uh let's talk about it a little bit i think that the world building is perhaps the book's strongest yeah suit yeah uh, it's 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 greatest strength yeah. is the world building, and that's what I think this um, was for, right? It was intended to build that way. The other stories can just go on, and yeah. Sure. <laughs> so Tython itself, you know, we just saw its return uh, cut fairly recently through uh, the Baby Yoda show, and uh, I mean the Mandalorian, and um, there they go back to Tython, and in fact. In this handbook, you can see that the the place that they went to in the Mandalorian is in this comic. Wow, ah! that's cool. yeah, Whoa. I didn't quite realize that they really did pay some homage to. Mm. Let's see, the name of the site is the Old City, I think. <laughs> or, I don't know. There's a couple of different places that it might be because it's like kind of ruins. There's also pyramids. What was your favorite part of like traveling around Tython and to its different planets and the moons? Did you have a, a particular location or a locale that was fun to you? Do you need me to give you some choices? With all the gas? The, the all the poison the gas? gas? Oh, yeah. The, got gas? That oh. made them sick? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Which of the schools would you most like to train at? Here we go. You've got Kaleth, the Temple of Knowledge. It's perched over a force nexus. It's where the they the Jedi gather as uh, as a whole when important matters arise. It's here that decisions and judgments are are uh, rendered on behalf of the entire Jedi Order. So think like High Council chambers. You've got uh, Bodhi, the Temple of the Arts. Bodhi, the Temple of the Arts. It looks kind of boring. So, think it's uh, Bodhi. The artists. <laughs> but <laughs> come on. All right, Anil Kesh. What's up with these names, man? Anil Kesh, the <laughs> Temple of Science. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, it's it's over the chasm, so 
there's depths in the chasm. Oh. All right. Um, Marrakesh, the Temple of Healing, is located in the deep ocean. It almost sounds like they were going to make an MMO for this whole thing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really do flesh out the... And then this artwork for Vertep, the Forge. Uh, what is that so thing cool, in the man, corner over there with art. that? Is that like a ball of flesh? With the Sith with the nose oh, ring? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you got Vertep the Forge. The temple lies directly over an active volcano. So that's cool. All right. Which of the which of those schools would you most like to train at? Did we get to the martial arts one? Stavkesh, there. the Temple of Martial yeah. Arts. That's Freddy's answer. Yep. And then Padawan Kesh. <laughs> that one's easy enough to remember. Padawan Kesh. I got it. The Jedi Academy. Hmm. Excuse oh. me. The Jedi Academy. <laughs> there you there go. You go. Oh, one more. Dang, there's a lot of temples. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, Akar Kesh, the Temple of Balance. Are you hmm. sure this is the right, one that looks like Baby Yoda's hangout. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which of those schools would you most like to train at? Emily, lead us off. Oh. Um, gosh, that's there's a lot of choices. What was the one over the volcano again? The Forge. I'll find it while Emily answers. Okay. Yeah. Um. Honestly, every single thing I read, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I was actually really curious what Nathan would choose. Uh, That's a good punt. Way to punt that away. <laughs> well, no, it's like you're our guest, and like you haven't really spoken much, so I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm most interested by the Temple of Balance, but mm -hmm. I do have to say, though, I really liked Master Tave. He seemed super chill on uh, Stavkesh. And he was like, let's just breathe, you know, let's do the do oh, the, <laughs> the lesson. And then it's like, that's why you need to breathe. That guy was cool. That was probably the best scene in the whole book. Mm. Yeah. Um, when he kicks all their butts and then it said, because he started off by saying, um, hey, you've come to the Temple of Martial Arts <laughs> and the first lesson is breathing. And they all say, breathing, we want to have a sword fight. And instead. <laughs> And then when he kicks their butts, he says, see, I beat you by breathing. Yeah. You tense up while you fight. And you uh, breathe really hard. Breathing. And you, I don't know what you're breathing's doing. Breathing is very it, important in breathing. martial arts. That's the thing. I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. It's so important. It. Like, it, for instance, you hold your breath in judo, you get thrown on the ground, you're probably going to burst an eyeball. I don't know. I don't know what can happen when you hold Ooh. your breath and you slam the ground really hard. <laughs> it's not good, though. <laughs> burst an eyeball. That's, <laughs> that's a scientific answer. There's a lot of eyeballs going on. In this. <laughs> Too many eyes. <laughs> any more Any more schools that you liked? We got some great answers here in the chat. Uh, very technical answer here from Diligent Sloth. The waterfall one. Mm. So, the waterfall. Nice. That I yeah. believe that one's the martial arts temple. Yes. Perched. Atop I want to know waterfall. which which school is the one where you learn like street smarts. Is that like uh, public school, Kesh? <laughs> um, where you learn school. how to. Pado uh, we all know. Padawan Kesh. We all know, Rick, that you would go to the school with videography and Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, actually, Rick's. I was thinking the, the knowledge one over the Force Nexus, whatever that is. That sounded cool. Yeah, that that would be my choice, I think. I think you've got to be like a Jedi High Council member oh, to yeah. go there. I, so. I would, I'd do that. It's fine. <laughs> you got to start your... Okay. You got to start off with breathing. See, you just asked oh, yeah. what we wanted. Right. You didn't ask if we were qualified, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> the heck this is that? It's like the name your price tool, okay? You just... And then at the end of the episode, Freddie's yeah. going to tell us that he actually had like a, a doctorate the whole time and never told us. <laughs> Aren't you, you like a rocket scientist, okay. Freddie? Yeah, sort of. 
aerospace. And Emily, you've you've got a master's degree, so you're like halfway there. Emily has like ten degrees, roughly. I don't have ten degrees. I have Mm. one master's degree. But thanks for rubbing it in. How many degrees do you have, Emily? Don't you have like a lot of I have two degrees. Okay. I Why was a I... triple major. I'm I should have gotten two bachelors. Hey. <laughs> I don't know why, on. Emily, we, you just come off to me as someone who has like five different degrees in like finance. <laughs> oh, no, no. I just have a uh, lot of like side projects. I'm not interested in going to school anymore, but I never want to stop learning. Like I love yeah. learning. So That's good. I wish I was Temple cool enough to like have a cool job, but you know. You do have a but cool job. You have the greatest job of all, which is mom. Oh, you guys. So well, no. legends okay, look back because, and then, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's way up there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Legends number one. Okay, so, so you, you might have to be a temple master in order to be in the temple of knowledge. Jury's out on that. Lord knows I don't really understand this book. <laughs> but there, I do know this much. There's five different uh, levels of Jedi. And I find this an interesting contrast to what ends up being the you know homeostasis for much of Star Wars, which is um, you know you get your masters, knights, padawans, and younglings in the traditional scheme of things. In this, however, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more more nuance. You've got um, padawan, journeyer, ranger, master, and temple master. What's the difference, and which one is better? The ranger th- felt like a way seeker to me, which was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, explain to our, our uninitiated Legends fans what a way seeker is. A uh, way seeker is a concept in the higher public of a Jedi who leaves like the temple and kind of the established missions to go pursue something that they feel called to do out in the galaxy. So kind of like our favorite gray Jedi, Quinlan Voss, right? Yes. <laughs> no, he's he's a Jedi guardian. He's like appointed over a specific district. Uh mm-hmm. when the the pirates started to make trouble in his neighborhood. Like he had to protect his home planet. <laughs> That's his I think it's different. Was that Fresh Prince? Is that where you're going with that? <laughs> that was. That was so good. That was so flawless. Yeah. <laughs> you're really on point. It's tonight. the thing though, like he, he gets assigned a district. So boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. on patrol. Another great comment here in the chat from Kit Fisto himself. Shout out to Kit Fisto. Um, thank you for that $2 dono. Um, Kit Fisto says, I love the temple in the deep ocean, which I believe mm-hmm. is the temple of healing. That mm-hmm. was like my second cool. choice, but um, absolutely not. Am I going to the deep freaking ocean? You can t- send that back. I'm going to the shallow ocean. There's a yep. little hole right here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I like ocean adjacent. Do not, <laughs> do not even in ocean the depths. <laughs> yep. There are depths. Okay. Oh. What that line? Oh my goodness! They say it so many. How many times do you think they say there are depths in this book? You should, you should get a tattoo of it on your forehead. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Jared's least favorite book. By the way, <laughs> if you would like to win my copy of this book, you are welcome to have it. Please, somebody take it. From me. <laughs> Um, What's the donation that would be needed to get a tattoo on your forehead? Uh, not on the forehead. Not on the forehead. I'm, I like. I'm open to more like Star Wars tattoos. I still haven't told my dad about my <laughs> the last one I got. So <laughs> we're coming up on a year. Oh man! Uh, yeah. I process yeah. that pre disapproval. When they said like there are depths, 
in my mind, it like it felt foreboding. It felt like there was a lot yeah. more to the story. I really was intrigued by that. They did say it a lot, but I didn't really get tired of it. Yeah, it it's it's like a, a refrain, which I appreciate there being <laughs> like a line that's repeated. Like that's a good literary technique. I'm just not sure it was this one. Hey, Jared. Well, I, was, I got uh, a little more tired of uh, Light and Life than I did of the There Are Depths. Maybe it's because I was about to say that, me. Emily. I was about Blast to say that. Me. I was uh, literally about to say that. I liked it the first hey, couple books, a- and then they just kept going with it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Listen, great refrain re-brand. in the Lando books where the uh, I'm glad I'm not the droid Buffy Rock. Nathan, have you read the, uh, the old school Lando <laughs> books? Don't do it. Uh, there's a great refrain in. Actually, I think the third one is quite good. Um, there's a great refrain where there, there, the, the, the droid uh, always refers to Lando as master. So he's like, uh, "Hey, I got your hot cocoa ready, master." And Lando, every single time, Lando says, "Don't call me master." And works every time. That actually, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty funny until it's not. Uh. Hey. All right. So we've talked about. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. No, it's not the number. I was just gonna say I actually might get a tattoo of for uh, for light and life because I love that. So y'all can y'all can go to the depths on your own, okay? Oh. It's okay. It's, it's not like it's gonna be buddy. said any less. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, man, and it, oh, it is. It's so good. It is. It's it is beautiful. It resonates. I'm just saying this. I feel sometimes like this resonate similar. resonating can be just a little too much, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a this gong. is a Legends podcast. Right by your ear. All right. Get that Light of the Jedi back in October. Into the dips. Covered it. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about the, the characters, talked about the world building of Tython, the ranks of Jedi, the, the really cool schools. Let's get into the uh, some final thoughts here before we close out the show. Um, one of the really awesome things that this does is uh, you get a more nuanced view of the Force, so we don't quite have the rigidity of dark and light, though there's the shades of it in this book. talked a little bit about Grey Jedi earlier on in the episode, but uh, we do find, um, if we can find the comment from earlier um, about how in this book there's um, you know Jedi mm-hmm. who are able to have a, a better sense of balance. For a second. There we go. There's Jedi who have a little bit of a sense of balance in terms of they know their own inner darkness. Um, Lannery talks about like, oh, I'm thinking about Bogan, the the moon. That is a moon mm. over there. Bogan, the moon of Bogan, the dark moon, and there's the light moon. And I don't totally understand all that was happening there. But we do we do see in this book a nuanced view of the dark and light shades of the Force. Do you think um, that this this view of the Force is more or less balanced than what we eventually arrive at with a, a clear dichotomy of dark and light much later in the saga? Nathan, you're our guest. Lead us off. That's a tough question. Um, it, it was definitely interesting that they played it this way. To me, it seems like they lean more towards the light side still and just kind of dip into the dark side a little bit. Um, but in terms of balance, I guess I would lean towards kind of the newer traditional view of like having a light side and having a dark side, because this all felt very ambiguous and, um, there's kind of no clear creed for what it means to be a Jedi and exactly like the use of the force and just saying like, you feel off balance because you dipped a little too far one way. 
felt a lot more um yeah ambiguous than like these are kind of the parameters that jedi operate in and these are the values they hold and like this is the way the sith go um so i don't know i i felt like there was no clear delineation of what balanced actually meant and and it was just kind of like you're mostly light and then you can dabble in the dark a little bit as long as you don't go too far that way i nate you you have it right on so they do have a code i just looked it up because i remember hearing it several times uh and it's exactly it's like you can see the good in it exactly what you said and then you can see where where like they kind of dip into the dark side Hmm. i'm gonna read it and let me know what you think yeah, I was about to say, I think it's in the handbook. Okay, so the Jedi <laughs> code is, there is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no fear, there is power. I am the heart of the force. I am the revealing fire of light. I am the mystery of darkness. In balance with chaos and harmony, immortal in the force. So you've got some weird things oh, there cool. that don't kind Thank of you work. dug that yeah. up, Freddie, out of the depths of the void there. <laughs> Uh, it's like a combination of the Jedi code and the Sith it code, is. plus mm-hmm. some nonsense that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and yeah. like the uh, central conflict yeah. of this book is like force versus no force. It's not light side versus dark side. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. Yeah, it's a great um, comment. Here's a thought. Um, you know, <clears throat> some of the Legends books get into this, uh, and also the sequel trilogy of movies gets into this, and in pointing out that the Jedi Order was flawed. And that um, their view of the Force was wrong. And so I think this book does kind of uh, bring balance. And I I, I can't recall the source, but if I recall correctly, I know um, um, George Lucas was was influenced heavily by uh, Buddhism and some Taoism, some of the other Eastern religions Mm -hmm. that focus heavily on balance. Uh, and in Taoism, that whole yin yang philosophy of of you you're both good and evil, uh, and you you pour into them equally, kind of comes to the surface. And so I think that's really well shown in this. Mm. Um, is it right, or is it the best way to approach the Force? Maybe not, but um, I think that it was a, a cool representation. And I think that you know, um, there's no true Force. What the Force really is. I keep having to you know back up and say, oh yeah, this is just you know fiction, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so I like that. That was cool. It does make sense Wait, what? logically, too. It's like if you discovered this force and you're like, oh, I'm force sensitive. I can do all these things. And then you're trying out a bunch of things. And then you're like, oh, if I go too far this way, like bad things happen. But sometimes yeah. I can use this to make a good thing happen. And like you wouldn't say, oh, we have to do, you know, be all on the light side of the force. Like that dichotomy wouldn't happen naturally from just like discovering the force. And so, so you start using it for bad too much. Jared, I'm going to I'm going to pipe in here because I I have a feeling that I we've never really talked about this and I, this is probably a great Jedi topic. But I I agree with Nathan on on what he says about or sorry, uh uh what you said about the uh the basically the traditional view of of uh Star Wars, which is there is a light side, there is a dark side, and a gray Jedi, in my opinion, should be rare and very far and few in be- between because they shouldn't, they shouldn't exist, in my opinion, unless it's someone like Revan who can, who is incredibly powerful, right? Versus us, uh, because the dark side is 
intense and, 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 and trying to, just for anybody to, to straddle that line of the gray force, right? It shouldn't be possible. It shouldn't be possible because it's too, it's too much of a, uh, it's, it's fast, right? It's fast. And before you know it, you're just going to seek power. You're going to seek more, it's more power. It's seductive. It's seductive. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Seductive. And, and there's not anybody can, can just, not any Jedi can, can stay away from that side of the force. Only a few should be able to, and, and maybe just one in the entire universe should be able to. Right. So, um, hmm. oh man, this great Jedi topic's yeah. got some legs. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. So we that, got some good stuff. I think Nathan, you've, you've got a fantastic point here. And, uh, in my opinion, this is, I wish we had more to go off of to see how everybody else was acting. That would have been interesting, right? Because right now we only have, uh, we only have this little tiny story and some comics and that's about it. Uh, but it would have been interesting to see things starting to divide and tear apart once they start discovering more and learning more. And uh, it's only natural for, for me, in my opinion, for, for there to be a clear distinction. Okay, anything that's even remotely close over here, just a hard no, because it's too seductive. We've lost too many Jedi, and they're too powerful. <laughs> so, so the- Some interesting stuff here. I, I wonder if, um, if Lannery had been more light side as opposed to you know, having her own inner anguish and, and rage, uh, I, I wonder if she would have been more likable. <laughs> just like the fact that... That uh, she is a little bit uh, gruff and gritty. Yeah. Um, yeah so the audiobook had so, the epilogue, and I felt like Lannery was actually trending more towards like the dark side and the power and the anger sure. in the epilogue, which was interesting. I would have really liked to see how that played out. And if you want more Dawn of the Jedi, uh, we actually have an episode coming up. We have to finagle the time zones and. Um, we have to jump through a hyper gate, actually. We're worried it might actually make a whole black hole when we activate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are recording a special bonus episode with our buddy Trevor from the Star Wars Archives this weekend. And so that's going to be dropping in uh, the feeds um, very soon. Trevor to uh, I think it'll be... <laughs> I think that's going to be on uh, two weeks from tonight. I think we're going to air it during our regular live show time as long as we can get that all straightened out and figured out. And so we're going to be covering some of the ancillary material related to this season of Legends Look Back, the ancient history of the Jedi. We're going to have a Dawn of the Jedi tie-in title that we talk about. We're going to talk about a uh, some ancillary material related to um, Tales of the Jedi and also Lost Tribe of the Sith. So if you want more of that, you can check that out uh, here on uh, youtube.com slash utini. We have shows every Thursday night at uh, 9.30 Eastern. Next week, however, there will be no live show. But, Rick, can I have the one for a second? I got some. I got something very exciting to say. Yep, give me a second. Yeah. And uh, and then we're gonna have, um, we're gonna have uh, our giveaway here in just a second. So no live show next week. Here's why. I'm doing something very special and Star Wars related, and I don't think I'm gonna leak what it is yet. But I will, for the very first time in my life, get to visit a Star Wars filming location. Mm. And so uh, check out uh, an update on that coming very 
soon. So very excited to uh, unleash that. Also, uh, next Thursday, there will be no live show, but um, I'm going to be launching the behind-the-scenes video on how I have built my very own gonk droid. Gonk. So uh, gonk. Th- throw your gonks in the <laughs> chat and uh, take it easy on me because I've never tried to build a droid before, and boy, has it been rough. <laughs> It's been difficult. It's been difficult. So, uh, Rick, are we ready for the giveaway? Yeah, I just got to say one more thing, and that is that I liked Trey's third head tail, so I was, you know, just thought it was cool. I was cool with it until they all started stroking each other. Yeah. Cross the line for me. Yeah. Tree? What's his name? Trisana. I guess Trey works because he's got three head tails. That. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That makes sense. It's low dangling fruit. Oh. Low dangling okay. leku. Okay. Okay. So if you are watching the show live here on YouTube, we are about to uh, about to have the 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 giveaway. We're gonna roll here for who our winner is. All you have to do to enter the giveaway, we're gonna give you another 10, 15 seconds to enter. Uh, if you want to enter the giveaway, all you have to do is comment in the chat. Uh, say something nice. Say something, literally anything at all, and uh, we're going to enter you in the giveaway to win this hardcover copy of Dawn of the Jedi. Into the void. If you don't win, you can go on over to utini.com, click on that release schedule, and uh, pre-order your very own copy of the Essential Legends Collection, soon to be released copy of Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. All right, giving people one last chance to enter here. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us live in the chat. A lot of good comments, some healthy debate, discussion, and plenty of jokes about people's names like the alien so mm. that was fun mm-hmm. i'm sorry enjoyed it enjoyed it we ready to roll it rick let's go you ready let's do it let's go for it tell me when to stop all right oh cool look at that if you're listening uh and you're not here with us live we've got a really cool visual giveaway machine that's rolling all the names and i can't stop looking at it i'm just gonna <laughs> keep talking because it's very fun all right stop rick oh kimbisto hey. is our winner hey. Hey. Fit Kisto, you're the winner. Congratulations. Fit Kisto, is that the name? Did you get it wrong, or did I say it wrong? You've been saying it wrong all yeah, night, so I had to uh, subtly pronounce it correctly. It's okay. <laughs> so congratulations. Uh, all you have to do is uh, DM us. I don't know how to do that. So uh, what you might have to do is DM us on Twitter or in the Legends Look Back, or the, the Utini Discord. So send... Um, you can send me. I'm Jedi Pastor in the Discord. Uh, send me a, a Discord DM with your address, and we will send you your copy. Or on Twitter, you can DM the Legends Look Back account. And uh, Fit Kisto, we will get you this copy sent in the mail very soon. Nathan, thank you for joining us tonight. It's been very fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. You better, you better. Last thoughts on the book? Anything you haven't had the chance to say that you just you got to get it out now? Um, Fit Kisto, you better make sure Jared actually gets in the mail, or else it'll get lost in his house, and it'll be like three months before he actually sends it to you. So, I found uh, those posters, didn't I, Rick? You did, you did, and I haven't put them up yet because I, yeah, they. No, no, I gotta send this out before Wednesday because I'm about to be overseas. <laughs> true that. True and that. Jared, we'll we'll likely do more of these giveaways in the future. So come and watch the YouTube, the live YouTube, because you could win some books, some Legends books. Yeah, some you heard books. it here first, folks. Freddie's mailing you some dope stuff. He's got a thousand copies of Trusa Bakura. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and hey, uh, Fit Kisto, let us know if you want us to throw in some Legends Look Back bookmarks or stickers or some fun stuff like that. We, those are easy to throw in the package. But Nathan, you All were saying your right. final thoughts on the book. <laughs> we, Thank we you. Got totally Thank off. you. 
I, I appreciate what this book did. It was an ambitious project. It gave it a good effort. The world building was really cool. And I mean, if you're thrown 20,000 years before anything that's ever been published, that's a big task. And I think it did a pretty solid job at creating a compelling world. Well, well said. said. Couldn't have said it better myself. Love that. All right, so we got some great comments here in the chat of folks who are wanting to follow along with what we're reading next, and we need to get like a cool bow graphic, you know, uh, but mm-hmm. we don't have one, so what we're going to do is just tell you. Freddie, tell the good folks what our next roundtable is going to be about. We're in a very special season of the ancient history of the Jedi here this spring on Legends Look Back. Yes. Freddie, what's up next? We're getting into some uh, tales of the Jedi. That's the next roundtable. Pretty excited. Not, not head tails. Nope, not head tails. Uh, enough of that. Brain tails. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to cover the Tales of the Jedi comics uh, coming up here in a few weeks on Legends Look Back. So there's, what, 25, 30 issues. Uh, we're going to split it up into several episodes. You can do one story arc at a time. Uh, and we'll, we'll give more details on that, both on the Legends Look Back Twitter account and in the Legends Look Back Discord channel, the Utini Discord. Go on over to utini.com. And you can find that uh, the link to join the Discord over there. So that does it for this week. Thanks for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thanks to our incredible patrons for your support. Special thank you to our Jedi High Council, Brian Dooley, Earl Q, and Carl Sander, as well as the Alliance High Command, Chris Carrizo, and Ashley Ingalls. Remember fun. to sub to the channel and leave us a review <laughs> in your podcast. There it oh, is. Did you lose me? Man, I was flawlessly getting through that outro. I'll tell you what. All right, where were we at? You were, you were. We got to Carl. Carl Sanders. What's- yeah, hey, thank you to Carl Sander. Carl's a real one. Also, the Alliance High Command, Chris Carrizo and Ashley Ingalls. Remember to start with the channel and leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. Want your thoughts right on the show? You can find our contact information in the description below. We're also on Twitter at Legends Look Back. Remember to keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Utini broadcast. 